0: Welcome back. Hello, hello. I'm here. Happy Monday. Happy Thanksgiving week. Can't believe it's the week of Thanksgiving. Yes, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday, mostly because it's a food holiday and you guys know how much I love good food. (laughs) But I just love eating this large meal and being lazy on the couch and watching the game or a movie with my family and going back for seconds. And it's it's just such a gluttonous holiday, but I'm here for it. I'm here for all of it. I'm even here for everybody who uh, post their plate on Instagram. Don't let anybody shame you into thinking your plate is a struggle plate this year. Be proud of your Thanksgiving meal, y'all. I know I'm going to be proud. I am currently headed to Texas this week to see my family. Uh, my dad is a major cook. Growing up, my dad was the cook of the house, and this is his holiday, y'all. This is his Super Bowl. He wears this superhero shirt, uh, and turns on Pandora and just cranks it out for hours in the kitchen. Uh, I'd like to say that I am there uh, to help, but I'm really just there for moral support. So <laughs> really excited to see him and my little brothers and just hoping all of you have a beautiful Thanksgiving as well and just enjoy your time with your families and your friends or whomever, your bay or bay's family and just get so full and enjoy the time that you spend with one another wanted to get on with you just for a little bit this week. I mentioned uh, in the last episode that I am really honing in on us getting ready for 2019 and not just crawling and then walking into our purpose, but by the end of next year, I want you to be running. I want to share a quick story with you. Uh, I'm not even—I'm not sure if I've spoken about this on the podcast before or on social media. Period. But wanted to share this story with you because I believe this was a major turning point in my life, and and what happened and how I dealt with it and got to this point. I think would be just beneficial for you to hear. Um, Now I'm not trying to get too deep today. (laughs) It's Thanksgiving week, and my vibe this week is peace and love. And I have an attitude of gratitude and really looking forward to spending time with family. Um, But Thanksgiving didn't look so much like peaches and rainbows for me back then like it does now. Um, Wow, I wonder how many times I say peaches and rainbows in this podcast. (laughs) You guys know how much I love my little expressions. But anywho, Thanksgiving wasn't always super fun. And I'll tell you why in a sec, but... As we are gathering ourselves right now and mapping out what next year will look like for us and harnessing all the power that we've gained this year, I want you to take a minute to think about a person in your life that has hurt you and think about what that person did and how they hurt you and think about where you and this person are right now. And I would like to think that all of us has forgiven every single person that has done us wrong in some way but it's not a perfect world and I know that you have at the very least someone you are not feeling right now in some way shape or form now think about your list of things you want to accomplish next year and think about that person and and ask yourself is this person or situation worth not accomplishing all that I want next year is this person worth me not making it to the finish line? Are the feelings I'm harboring for this person worth me losing the power and resilience I need to knock off everything on my list next year? Take a second and think about that. Forgiveness has so many layers to it, right? But we can never truly hold in our hands what God has for us if We're still holding on to the hurt and pain and drama and negativity that someone else created for us. It's one or the other. It can never be both. And I say forgiveness has so many layers because someone can do something as small as lying on you or talking bad about you behind your back that upsets you. And someone can steal from you, cheat on you. They can give you false hope. And that hurts. That hurts us. And it, it, it just can go deeper and deeper. And people sometimes can be very, very cruel. And it can really mess you up on the inside. And unfortunately, more oftentimes than not, it comes from a family member. It comes from a mom, a dad, a cousin, an auntie, an uncle, a husband, a son, a wife, a daughter, I mean, you know, it, the, the deepest hurts can come from family. So it's the week before Thanksgiving, um, five years ago, I'm fresh out of college first in my family to go to college and graduate and I'm not working yet. So I don't have any money. I'm using a borrowed cell phone from an uncle. Mom is supporting me 100% and I'm on the job search. I'm going to church every Sunday, rarely going out to the clubs and the bars. I'm not hoeing around in the streets. I only drink wine on occasion. I don't do drugs. I'm just trying to be the best me I can be. And I have all the faith in the world that I'm going to be somebody, right? So since I I really didn't have a job and wasn't doing much with friends, I'd spend a lot of time with family and would see them every weekend. And that was my routine. So it's the weekend, I'm with family. And I had a cousin who wasn't really on the right path at the time and was doing things that weren't right with the law. But you know, he's family and we're about the same age. So We grew up together, and we love him, and you know, he's still family. So that day, he asks to uh, take a ride to the store with him up the street. He asked me to go with him uh, just to get junk food, which was not out of the ordinary. We do it all the time, and it was about 8 or 9 p.m., so it was dark out, and he said he would drive. So I get in the car with him, told my mom I'd be right back just going up the street, um, and we left. While we were in the car, he ended up passing the store and I'm like, Wait, you know, what are you doing? Where are you going? I didn't agree to take a ride, you know? And he says he needs to just make a stop first and we'll go to the store after. So in my gut, in that moment, in my gut, I knew it didn't feel right. So I'm like, Well take me back, you know, like I don't need to go make any stops with you. I don't need to I don't need to go to the store. We're in a bad neighborhood. I don't wanna walk you know, we're in Chicago. I just didn't feel comfortable. Can you take me back home? He told me to chill. It'll only take a second. We'll be at the store in a minute. So he drives to this desolate part of the neighborhood where there's abandoned houses and the street lights don't work. So it's very dark and he parks the car and I had no idea what was about to happen. Right. But Instantly, something told me to put my wallet in my sleeve because I had on a hoodie. So put my wallet in my sleeve and stuff your purse under the seat. So I did that and we're sitting there and we're sitting and we're sitting and like five minutes go by. And I'm like, look, let's go home. I'm scared. I want to go back. He's like, no, chill. And this time he was a little more aggressive. He's like, chill. It'll only take a minute. Plus, I didn't want to come here alone. So then I'm like, I knew it. I knew something wasn't right. And the fact that you knew something wasn't right about coming to this area and you put me in this car with you because you didn't want to come alone, you know, you knew, you know, and so then these five men, they come out the side of this abandoned house and the doors are unlocked on the car and three guys get in the backseat and one guy is, is guarding my door and the other guy blocks the driver's door. And as I am pushing the door to open, to open the door and get out and run, they pull out guns, they hit me in the head and they want everything we have. It was a stick up. They start hitting my cousin with the gun in the head and I'm screaming and I'm begging them to stop and to not kill us. They end up breaking his hands and I get hit. Uh, They tell me to shut up. And I'm just like, take everything. I don't care. Just, just let us go. Take everything. So they took everything. They start searching my body for anything I had on me. Uh, they took my phone. They got my purse. Uh, they found the purse up under the seat. But they didn't find the wallet since it was in my sleeve. They take everything off of my cousin. And they say, if you tell anyone, we know where you live. And then they run off soon as they take off I don't look for my cousin I don't look for the men I just book it I don't even know what direction I'm going in but I'm looking for lights and I ran and I ran and I ran until I got to an intersection and there was a pizza place right there and I ran in and I I must have looked insane hair is everywhere I'm crying asking to use the phone to call the police and call my mom and it was just literally the scariest day of my life And what those men took from me was more than just a purse and a phone and pushing me and hitting me. The most valuable thing they took from me that night was my peace of mind. I was afraid to stay at home alone in fear that they knew where I lived. Um, I would put furniture in front of the door in case I was at home by myself. I rarely left my house in fear that something would happen again. I stopped seeing my family. I stopped going to church. I stopped looking for a job. I just stopped. And it took a long time, a very long time for me to feel like myself again. You know, I felt angry. I felt betrayed. I felt alone. And all the while I was so angry at God because here I thought I was doing what he asked me to do, right? I'm living my best life the way that he asked me to live it. And he couldn't even have my back. And, and this is just my thought process. How could he allow a family member to put me in a situation like that on purpose? How could he allow me to have fear living in my own home? And I say all this to say, I did not feel like myself and was not myself again until I forgave. And it took a lot of praying and getting back to God and realizing uh, that I needed to release that fear that someone was coming for me and being afraid around men to essentially get to where I wanted to go. And I had to release that pain. I had to release that fear. I had to release my family. Even though family hurt me, I had to release that because although it happened to me, it had nothing to do with me. Nothing. Even though I harbored those feelings of hate and anger and disgust, it was not about me. It was never about me. And months later, the police finally caught the men that did it. Two of them. wanted already for murder. And it was in that exact moment that I saw the bigger picture, that my sole purpose for being in that car wasn't just to be there. It was to save my family member's life. If I wasn't there, they would have killed him. If I didn't beg and plead for our lives as he was getting hit, they probably would have taken his life. And I had to forgive in that moment because I realized carrying around that hurt was only keeping me from where I was destined to be. And forgiveness isn't just an overnight thing, right? I know my story doesn't amount to some of your stories and what you guys have been through, and it may take a long time to reach that level of letting it go. It may take some digging and prayer and pushing and doing it over and over and over again until you feel like you've let it go. But the time has come to let it go. Whoever it is, whatever they did, however they did it, they are not worth you losing out and missing your come up, no matter who they are. And whatever the situation is or was, it was never about you in the first place. As I always say, people are in different seasons. Just because you're out here grinding and doing your thing and working to get to your happy place doesn't mean everybody else is. But get to a point in your life where, you know, you're like, okay, this person, they did me wrong. For what reason? I may not know. I may never know. But what I do know is that it's not about me. It's what they did and they will have to deal with the consequences. The only thing I should do is release them and extend them grace because that's all I can do. That is all you can do. I am not close with this family member anymore. And unfortunately, that situation tarnished our relationship. And for a long time, I didn't speak to him. If we were in a room together, I didn't even look their way. And after that release, I said, you know what? That hurt me, but that wasn't even about me. I send you love anyway because you need it. You need this love that I'm sending to you. And after that, I was able to look at him. I was able to say hello. I was able to give him a hug when I saw him at a family function I was able to show up for life changing moments in his life for support. And that doesn't mean I'm his BFF because I'm not. But how could I sit there and pray for all these things I needed from God and still have hate in my heart? How could I ask for discipline to do the work and ask for creativity and for the discernment to know which way to go in my life and how to knock off the things on my goal list when I'm harboring negative feelings towards someone else? I want you to think of that person that I asked you about and think about the situation again and ask yourself, is it worth it? Ask, can I, can I catapult myself into what I have on my list of goals for next year if I feel negatively about someone in my life right now. Again, you don't have to be BFFs. You don't even have to be friends or speak again, but forgive. Leave all that baggage and negativity and nonsense that's literally keeping you down and leave it here in this year. Some of you are headed into Thanksgiving already with a list of people you don't mess with in your family, people who have pissed you off this year or have done hurtful things to you. And you're already like, I want this person to try me. (laughs) I want this person to try me. Thou shalt not try me in the passage of mood, chapter 24, verse 7. But the way your come up is set up right now, let me tell you. You shouldn't even feel bothered anymore. You shouldn't even feel bothered that cousin Tracy said this about you or that auntie so-and-so did this to you and your family so y'all don't vibe with her anymore. Let it go. Don't drag auntie so-and-so and and cousin Tracy into next year. Leave it where it's at, boo. Forgive. Forgive in your heart and self-check and make sure you're not to blame for anything. And after that, let it go. Life is way too short and the marathon to the life you want to live is far too long for you to be carrying the bags of what other people did to you drop them. This next level of where you should be headed, you shouldn't even have time to think about Auntie so-and-so and cousin Tracy or whoever did something wrong or hurtful to you. You don't even have the time literally to be sitting there thinking about what they did because like I said in the last episode, it's go time. You've got careers to take over, books to write, movies to produce, children to mold, unchartered territory to discover, And when you're not doing that, you should be eating, sleeping, taking care of your body, getting mani-pedis, eating good food with the people that do love you. Too busy glowing up to be worried or hanging on to what someone else did. Send them love, sis, and keep it pushing. That's all you can truly afford to do. So as you head into this holiday week and you're gearing up to be with your family or friends, think of that person or people that hurt you in some way, shape, or form And start letting it go. Start sending them love no matter what they did. It's not about you. Do your part in sending them love and letting it go so that you can get to a point where you are no longer carrying them with you. And this will be hard for some and really hard for others. But keep at it. Let it go. And if you feel like it's coming back up and you're starting to feel that negative energy and you're thinking about this person and what they did, let it go again. Shut it down. Send them love, knowing that the love that you have for yourself and your future is far too important to lose. It hurts. These lessons on forgiveness because it sucks. It really, really sucks when someone hurts us. But that moment when we look back after we've let it all go and it's no longer a part of us anymore, you'll see that it helped you grow. It made you stronger. It taught you something you needed to learn. It made you a better woman. And that is the track that we are on. So are they worth it, sis? Are you willing to carry this person into the next level of your life? Are they allowed to infiltrate your thoughts? Can they stay taking up free space in your heart? My best guess is no. So start letting it go.